Mad Beef is kept going and growing by generous support from Skater HQ. Bill and the team have been heavily involved in the inline skating community since 1991 and continue to support competitions, skaters and now a podcast. You can visit Skater HQ at one of their Sydney shops or shop online at skaterhq.com.au. Also, big thanks to our Patreon supporters. It really means a lot. If you want to become a patron of the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a monthly contribution. Even just $2 a month would be a huge encouragement. Happy New Year, this is Mad Beef, Australian Rollerblading Podcast. I'm Mikey Lynch, and in this first episode of 2020, I chat with Melbourne skating legend Chris Pullar about the first, it's going to be a serious will do, the first of his daily blade challenge, 10 Instagram posts um, skating in, um, in LA, as well as um, Chris has a big announcement to make for something he's got coming up real soon too. Enjoy. Happy New Year. Hey man, Happy New Year to you too. Yeah, not too bad, thank you. It's been a been a good have a good couple of weeks off, which is really nice. And after a few injuries, got back on the skates pretty solid every day for the last week or so. So that's made me happy. Every day. I think so. Yeah. Hashtag Let's get it forever. <laughs> it's been nice. It's been really nice. Yeah. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah we are. Yeah, that's it. Hey everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, it's been a productive year for me too. Good work. Do you want me to tell you what I've really been doing? Yeah, what have you really been doing? All right, so we've been spamming everyone this 10-day blade challenge, which is ultimately, I went further with it than I was probably asked to go because it originally said something along the lines of no comment, just pics, no comment, and nominate a friend. I'm like, no comment? I've been harboring some of these photos on my phone for ages to toss them out as a throwback Thursday or something like that. Like, if I share this, I'm not telling you no story about it. Some of them have a pretty cool story. Or at least, definitely something I was pretty tight with. Like, you know, the experience of some of them was uh, something that I'll never forget. You're not really a no-comment kind of guy. From the little I know about you, like, no-comment's a bit bit, uh, bit torture for you, right? Yeah, you know, gonna, <laughs> I can run my mouse, you know. Pretty, uh, I, I, I like a bit of creative writing or even just gas-bagging on about whatever. Yeah. Which leads me to the next part of this is what I've been doing. Yeah, what have you been, what have you been really been doing? It's day 8, January 2020, and, we, and I've already achieved something that I feel are possibly the biggest achievement as a rollerblader, as a humble young rollerblader growing up, I would never expect it to one day, start a podcast and have Tim Ward as episode one. Yeah, boy! I recorded it the other night. We may have peaked early with my good friend, Paulie Kreutzer, who was former host of the Border Blade Down Speak Contest series in Albury and has been a major part of a whole bunch of things going on in Melbourne and Australia for a long time suggested that we start a podcast series. I've got this back room at my house that's decorated like a little blade museum. And so we did go out and buy a bunch of microphones and cables and a mixer. And now I have to learn how to do video editing properly on a computer uh, because all I do is use my phone generally. Um, and we'll knock out an episode one. So give me a couple of weeks. I just recorded it the other night. haven't started editing and I'm about to go to Newcastle tomorrow for a football box party. So what a productive um, year it's been already. We're about to go interstate with our skates. And, um, yeah, it's all happening. So, uh, yeah. so I've gotten a whole bunch of 
great responses on photos, I recorded a bloody podcast, and we're skating with the snake and it's day eight. So pretty happy with how my week is going so far. Forget about it. It's so good, man. Yeah, it's really so you're kind of a bit inspired by the um what the um, the jump stroke podcast did where they've actually done like a proper little kind of T V show type chat with a set done up. Yeah. It was Paulie's idea. He knows that me and him have got some opinions and like to have a laugh and knows that we're both reasonable on the mic. He's done a lot of MCing in the past. He's yeah, he's been on this podcast as well. And we've done it all. And so we hear that if we do this, it would work. Um, we don't want to... Someone said, oh, so you're going to be like the Rollerblading Nine Club? And I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, there is a Rollerblading Nine Club. Nine Club is the best skateboarding podcast there is, hands down. It's two years old. It operates out of a guy's lounge room with two of his friends, and they do it with a high production value, very high. And then Jump Street came along and was similarly really cool and probably a little less with the decorations on set, but they were doing video and audio with a high production value also. Yep. Now, us, we are being, I've been told that it'd be crazy not to cover it on iTunes. Some people are going to listen to it on there. But I want to make it very visual, have a whole bunch of videos superimposed over the top when the guest is talking about you know, judging yep. videos or tricks or events or whatever. And uh, and then we'll put it on YouTube and Facebook and start slowly. And we are not tech gadget wizards. We don't own cameras and stuff. So this is recruiting the support and help of our friends. My housemate's not bad with the video stuff. Brad Watson came to town with the camera and joined uh, the table for a conversation with Tim as a sidekick. So, yeah, here we go, everybody. It's called The Coping Box. <laughs> and watch this space. We're not going to be like some weekly regular thing. Having said that, Tim has all stated clearly that he wants to be heavily involved from here on in. He likes the experience. And Paul was like, yeah, I want to do one where we sit around just chatting about whatever. It's skating. Talking about skating. We don't even have to have a special guest. But yep, sure, let's do it. So yeah, we don't know what we are yet, but we're a podcast. We have a cool logo, thanks to an amazing guy named Dave Russell, podcast graphic designer and rollerblader, and a contributor to rollerblader, Dave Russell. So thanks, Dave. And um, yeah, watch this space. Watch this space, people. We just recorded a podcast with the GOAT, the greatest Australian rollerblader of all time. So good, man. What great news to begin the year. There'll be a whole lot of people doing the Mexican wave. You started this. We're only doing this because you started this. So well done, man. Like it was, you know, a couple of podcasts out there that you came along. I was like, yes, anyone can do it. And then Paul was like, let's do something visual and and do it from Melbourne, and we'll have the guests in the house because I, I get that many people staying in there. Exactly. Post a lot of people on our couch. So it's sort of the con- the conversations we get to experience with so many awesome writers from around the country. It seems a shame that only we get to experience them and everyone else has to hear my version of it when I relay to them what the, what the, what the events are, you know? I don't yeah. want to have to relay anything. I want everyone to be able to click and laugh on So what do you think? Yeah, man, I appreciate you taking the time to call me, but no biggie because in a sense it was someone had to do something, right? That's the thing. There's this new medium coming up and there's so much to tell from an Australian point of view. So much, not just history, but current like you know yeah. things happening and so so someone had to start doing something and there was a need and and over that last you know whatever it's been four years yeah. we've gone yeah. 
from very few podcasts to a whole bunch of stuff. And this, I reckon, we just we've got so many stories, man. We've got so many people, and and yeah, totally. You guys can can bring more stuff I mean, we, we into the world. Flat out. Do another one. He'll just, it won't even be a special guest. He'll just be hanging around in the background and having a laugh like Brad was. So we've got four people at the table, me and Paulie as the hosts, a special guest, and what we call a sidekick, another person that's here to spice things up and call out the guest to say, hey, I was there for that one. You are airing way higher than me. Don't tell me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, we're really excited. Good on you, man. We're I wish. Complete noobs. Yep. But we put our stuff when it comes to the not the because um, that's one of the things you were saying to me was you often listen to podcasts and because you are a bit of a geek about all the, the details and the history or whatever you're there going ask him this ask him this or say that or say that or that's not right it's this and and you, yeah, you're just I'm shouting at your phone that. yeah my mum is always a trivia boffin and so i love fun facts especially bratty <laughs> i love a good bratty fun fact um and what's more i like the concept of shape philosophy where you discuss the art the yes actions, the maneuvers the concepts you know I mean, it's not just roll around on wheels, it's become a lifestyle and it's got a lot of culture. So there's a lot of depth and there's a lot to delve into. And as you know, that's something I've tried to, I've tried to do and I'm glad you're doing it too because um, uh, I think some of the skater podcasting can be quite, not mechanical, but quite surface level, like talking about skates, tricks, people, stories, and that's good. But there is, as you say, that philosophical dimension and not everyone looks at the world that way or has their way with words to do that and so I'm glad to hear you say that because I think that's that's part of what I've tried to do a little of <coughs> and, and I think well, it's I mean, we didn't even touch on the philosophy yeah. side with Tim so much um, I would have liked because he's the craziest artist he also had a lot of stories but I will be interested to hear his attitudes towards tricks when he's a regular so mm. um, I mean yeah I'm really looking forward to everyone seeing it because there's a couple of points made that were really interesting. Brad Watson asked Tim, how did you stay two moves ahead of everyone? And that was prolific for me. I was like, yeah, he did. He, this is why he's the greatest of all time. He was two moves ahead of the rest of the world, not just one. Yeah. He was doing things three years before Brave Gone came out on video. Things like that. But anyway, yeah, that's three books. That's just a, that's show and tell. That's what I've been up to. People say, what's been happening? That's what's been happening. Can't wait. So I thought, like, seeing you start, you know, what it was um, Nick Petropoulos who said, you got nominated to do the 10-Day Blade Challenge. Um, that guy's nominating three people a day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as your stuff started coming out with all these um, great photos, all these different locations and these cool little stories, and, and knowing you just a little and knowing your way with words, I thought, ah, oh, both it's annoying that this is just sitting on in, in, in the small world of those connected with you, um, so it was cool to see BMAG post one of them um, the other day. Yeah, and they shared the caption and everything. Yeah. You know what the biggest challenge with all of this was? Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of, I had a bunch of photos and I was like, all right, I'm going I'm to cut this back to 10. And I essentially cut it back to nine sketches because the last yeah, yeah. photo was less of a trick and more of a fun thing. Anyway, the hardest thing was writing a caption that was small enough fit on Instagram because Instagram is amazing they'll like not let you post photos that are too tall they'll not yeah. let you post too many words you know you can't even do a you, you can't press the return key on Instagram mm. to make two different paragraphs in your caption yeah um, they finally let you start posting videos that are longer than a minute long they finally let you start posting photos that aren't square 
um, you know, you can now post some Instagram TV video that isn't shot in portrait or whatever. Like, they're slowly working out Australia for the biggest photo platform in the world. Instagram's a joke. Mm. And, and, and the thing is with these... I'll never buy into it. I'm not mm. that famous. I can post you know, a whole bunch of stuff. I've seen my breakfast on my story. <laughs> but uh, it also seems like a practical place to put these photos. You know, I'm never one to post it day. But, and so it was a challenge. I'm like, that's cool. this thing because and I, I knew that if I'm going to do it I want to do it right if I'm not, not going to share some photo of me on some big rail Hayden went to extra length to take without telling everyone who's day behind this photo and I mean I guess you can tell a thousand ways but I got a thousand more <laughs> uh, and, and it's, it's something that's something cool that magazines do that this is kind of using Instagram to be magazine and really I just thought let's milk it by doing it the podcast version too because it's the stories are good, and they, in small ways, tap us into places and uh, important places, uh, important yeah, well, people. Yeah, as as well as some of the methodology and the thinking about how you how you end up spotting a trick, spotting a spot, yeah, conceiving okay. a trick, all that kind of stuff. So let's do this first one. So where are we? We are Manhattan Beach, Los Manhattan Angeles, Beach, Beach, June yeah. two thousand four. And this is shot on film. But Hayden Goldie gave me this one. Um, shot on color film, and then we like the first shot of the trip because me and Hayden watched, traveled to the States, me to work at a summer camp, and him to revisit California and whatnot. Um, and so we've both done a skate trip the year before. Me as a working holiday, and him as a skate adventure. Okay. And so we go ahead and do it round two. The most beach where the band Pennywise is from, and uh, you know, it's a pretty slightly conservative white neighborhood, very wealthy, you know, for most of the beach. And then you skate along Manhattan Beach, everything between there and Venice um, is pretty expensive. And then Venice is really bohemian, um, it's kind of got a bit of a St. Kilda, yep. beach vibe about it. And, um, and it's like, yeah, it's 20k's along the foreshore, and we got to this part about halfway between points where it's it's not in the video but there's a bigger length that looks like this that's in the videos so presumably it's around here somewhere and then you know a couple of minutes later we, you know, we stumbled upon it and we were looking at it and we were like man like I said in the caption and like you mentioned in the comments it would be rude not to <laughs> be really rude. there'll be some people going man you can even skate that so anyway we had a back fifty on lock, and uh, and we were sort of like, oh, man, I don't want to get wrecked on the first day. We've been, been in the country for two hours, um, and then I was like, how about do a back fifty? I'll take a photo. I'll do a back fifty. You take a photo, and then that's it. And we'll buy it. We don't have to session this, but let's do something on it. You got a back fifty, right? He's like, yeah, all right. So yeah, I'm done. Back fifty, Hayden what? Thank you. And then like, you know, goes careering into the sand. <laughs> and mm. his ass, and it was awesome. And then I got up there and knocked it out. It was slick as it was a hot day. He didn't wax it. It was sleep enough, and it was it was on. So yeah, two back shooters and rolled out of there going, "All right, we are ahead more than we anticipated today. We are rolling into the bonus already." Um, and then yeah, he went on to game Bangio. I made it into video uh, that year. It was it was a very great summer, and it started off with. One ripping ledge, and then yeah, skated all the way to Venice Beach, and then kept going to Santa Monica Pier, and then eventually got into 
prospect. But uh, it was a sick day. Yeah, wicked. And the legends are still there. I have a feeling they've even got a head around in the middle of the year. But we just hit about 50, man. We've done like 350 sold hurricanes and all down there. So what are some of the videos if people wanted to see this kind of featured? Another, is there any memorable ones off the top of your head? Trivia Corner quickly, where we uh, want to spot sure this? I'm Mark Voida. Maybe even just did a full Fakey 540 soul run. Yep. Maybe not that Mark Voida, W-O-J-J-D-A. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, uh, Connor O'Brien, you'll find a section... Or two where he hits his stage because they're all from that, that side of town or that side of Allen or whatever. Yep. Um, now, one of the things. It's a classic, man. If you go back 20, 15 years, you'll find it in skateboarding and BMXing and rollerblading. Yep. And I'm particularly just because it's got their act here that's actually nifty. One of the things um, you, you want to hear from a spot you've seen on video but never visited is what's it like in the flesh. So, looking at this one, it looks. Looks like the steps are fairly wide, right? So it's it's not a hyper sharp down ledge in the in the in no, the, no. It, wasn't, it was mellow. It was you know about twenty stairs though. So by yeah, the yeah, it's end, big. It is fast. Yep. Um, the run up is a little bit of a maybe a mellow downhill. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was flat. The run up was flat and the landing was flat, and you could roll away and then you could wind up in the sand if you weren't careful. Yep. So to watch out for bikes coming along at the bottom because it's a yeah you can even see one there well several in the background can't you right yeah oh, yeah, yeah. yeah um it was a lovely day it wasn't too windy it was just a pleasant day probably got a big tan on the first day and slides comfortably that whatever the, the material of that thing is yeah. yeah i mean it's on the beach so it's exposed to by the day element. um so perhaps it looks corroded but it had that much wax on it that it was fine yeah 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 yeah. And you, you just fly down it and so yeah, it's cool. One of the things less um less big skaters fear with ledges and especially um groove tricks on ledges is going for that long, being able to hold your um position so you don't get hung up and fall halfway down a set of twenty. Um I mean, when you're going for a trick on a ledge, specific specifically ledge, if you're trying to mm. hit the rail and you balance it to the bottom. Hopefully yeah. you will get on in the right position so you don't have to correct too much and you'll just sort of hold your pose. And you're not humping the air too much. <laughs> a little more, a little less room to adjust. Yeah. It's not as easy to adjust on a ledge. So you kind of want to get in the position and just go into statue mode. And that's probably what I did. Just go to the back shifty and just hold it like you've been, like hold the pose for a photo and then react off the end. Just get your legs out. So yeah, I mean it's the same with like a top side grind on a ledge. Once you find the sweet spot, just hold your arms where they are and wait until you get off the end of the ledge. Like it's like being on a, a, you know, a conveyor belt or whatever. You just stand still and you'll get to the end of the belt. And if you're on the grind in the right position, you'll let gravity take its course. You've set it up, you rolled in at the right pace, you hit it with the right impact so that your body didn't jolt. And now you just glide safely to the bottom Stay statuesque in that nice photogenic pose or whatever you're trying to do. And, uh, and yeah, let gravity take its course. I mean, I guess that's why, why you'll see me on so many down rails and whatnot in these photos and not handicap rails. I don't like handicap rails. I have to correct my balance and go around with making it out off the end safely without 
smashing, smashing my ribs or my crotch or my shin or whatever. Like, come up early on a handicap rail. I'm really good at coming out like a cat. I would hit myself in the ribs. So if I missed a song run, bang, see you later. Ouch. Um, whereas a, a, a down rail... It falls down away down in front of you, doesn't it? It actually, pose, yeah. You know, I jump onto my pose and then come off the end. And that's it. I don't have to worry about being a good balancer, having great core strength and whatnot. Because I'm not a strong man. Um, so, yeah, me, man. Basic you you say in your Instagram yeah, post, there's a couple of old ducks watching the bench yeah, <laughs> in yeah, approval. I'm loving it. They, you know, some old ladies sneak out smiling because it's California. Yep. There's people rolling around doing stuff every it, it would be rude, rude if they didn't. Wouldn't really. And it's yeah. it's a part of it's a part of the boardwalk, you know. Yeah. You know, it's why people go to Venice so they can see people cruising around on long tail and boards and stuff and So yeah. It's cool that a thing like this doesn't get um capped all the way down, right? Like that's so often the the, the um tyranny of these things, isn't it? That that yeah, well, an iconic spot. Great get... it's completely public space. It's not a part of a private building. It's not a part of you know it, it's just public space. And we weren't in anyone's way, and it's not like it's destroying the appearance of the ledge. It wasn't taking down the level or anything like that. So yeah, those classic spots that are really accessible that you will never get kicked out of, that will never get, I don't know, locked at night or anything like that. Like, you know, we're lucky to have them. We're very lucky to have them. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I, mean, I, I think it's changed a lot. Everything's kept for it's open to the public now. Yeah. They build the buildings. They anticipate the skaters and the and the building designers factor us in and you know not factor it in to make it skatable but factor it in to make it unskatable that's the annoying yeah. thing isn't it rather than yeah. actually making yeah, multi-purpose cool. urban yeah, spaces yeah you'll still sometimes stumble across some amazing spot and you look around like what's the catch where's the hidden camera <laughs> is someone going to snipe me what's the deal you know there's a security guard showing up every 15 minutes isn't there no I can just skate this all day alright we'll have a session that's uh, great. Uh, this is the only photo in your little series that's uh, from the state. So anything else you want to say or share before we sign oh, yeah, off about that? Th about yeah, that? Yeah, we managed to like, not really repeat any tricks much or not really repeat any um, times or spots. Like, I posted two pictures that were from the same tour. Mm. But, um, yeah. And two, two fishes uh, as well, I think. Yeah, that's on the two. Yeah. Um, America's got the spots that you see in all the videos and when you go there, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> on the set of the movie. This is where the magic happens. This is where the magician first slices his body in two and then opens it up and releases it in one. Like, this is where the magic happens and I'm standing on the stage. Like, it's like you're standing on the stage and, and you're like, wow, and now I get to take the mic and I can do whatever I want. Let's knock out a number here. So it's really exciting. Really, really exciting. Like, I froth on that stuff. Like, I grew up watching videos of the Brooklyn Bays and when I went there, I was just like, oh, I could just just stand around and take it in like it's a museum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, people you encountered as a part of that time? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, it was mostly the East Coast. I, I, you know, I literally spent like three days on the West Coast. It was uh -huh. a thoroughfare to the East Coast for me. I even hung around in California. But I, I, uh, I was going to Connecticut and New York and Philadelphia. We were in Connecticut, skated in Philadelphia. That and Bay. So yeah, I got to kick it with all of the heads in Philadelphia in the mid 2000s. Um, thanks to my good pal Chris Majette for hosting and filming and 
making sure we were having a good time. And I mean, I didn't really, yeah, like it was meeting East Coasters, but I mean, once upon a time in New York at the Chelsea Pier Skate Park, I was with some 12 year old kid that was working at the summer camp that I was over there working at. And me and him were kicking it outside of camp uh, after the camp was finished. And he's like, yo, come and stay with me in New York. All right, cool, I will. So we skated in Chelsea Piers, and there's this older fella sitting next to me putting on his pink shoes. And I was like, yo, what? Excuse me, mate, you're, you're Joe Dentro, aren't you? He's like, oh, yeah, man, what's up? So mm-hmm. this guy was in all of the old school videos, one of New York's most legendary. Yeah. And he was such a chill out. I'm like, yeah, I, uh, I skated with Tim Wall back home and stuff like that. He's like, oh, wow, Tim, how's he doing? Blah, blah, blah. And, um, and then, yeah, what, 14 years later, I go back to New York, and there he is. And, mm-hmm. I to, and so he was at a skate event that I went to, this street contest, and I, uh, I hit him up and said, hey, man, guess what? I met you 14 years ago at Chelsea Piers and blah, blah, blah. He's like, you didn't really remember the time. But he's like, wow, great to see you again, man. Blah, blah, blah. Hits me up on social media. Such a lovely guy. Everyone in New York loves that guy. So that was like, I bumped into, that was, it was like, you know, imagine you're a guitarist and you bump into Bob Dylan <laughs> airport or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm just chilling in the skate park and I'm sitting next to Jody Dentro. Like, this guy, you know, if I had an autograph book, I would have got him a photo. This is, this is before selfies were such a standard thing because this isn't the smartphone era. This was me and my Nokia. But it was pretty cool to see that guy. Yeah, man. Because, man, we in Australia, we don't see the international heads. And then people come to Australia and they get excited about the Shane Yoss and the Manuel Gilles and the, the you know, TJs and the Blakes. So, yeah, we've got our own lineup of stars that we shouldn't take for granted. And then I never did, you know. Yeah. I, these guys have become my friends, but they're still my biggest heroes. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. It's cool to be able to have both and, and realise, yeah, we're all it's we're all sick. just people, and yeah, that's the extraordinary that? thing. Who that, else gets to do that? Yeah. That's what makes role writing great, because it's small enough that there's... The, I mentioned this in um, the podcast with Tim as well. He created a website that encouraged people to come out and have these regular weekly, monthly, whatever, skate meets. Yeah. And I said, you know what you did, Tim? You took, took status out of the the game a little bit where the kids at the bottom and the guys at the top could just coexist as regular people at the park because we we're all just skating together as one big crew. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, those guys are really good and uh, we want to be as good as those guys. It's like, now now we're all skating together and you can be as good as us because it's not us and them, it's we and us, you know? It, so, I can't remember where I was going with this, but like, um, it's, it was, it's, it's pretty rad to say that guy is my favorite athlete in the world and i've got him in my phone on the list i know it's yeah. hilarious and it's so weird it is it's um it is at- Park on, po- on a poster on my bedroom wall when i was yeah. he's like he's older than me but to me i was looking up to him yeah and then as years went on i'm sitting next to him in the car you know i'm hanging out with him at work like it's i pinch myself no who yeah. else gets to live these dreams and then there's the opportunity to treat them good and be a good friend and to, in a sense, better than just frothing over how amazing they are as an idol that yeah. to you, to actually just be a good person to them and actually make sure that you're considerate of them and respect them because they have their good days and their bad days, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, be a, be a good human, good human rollerblader. <laughs> be a good human rollerblader. That's the mantra for 2020. <laughs> Man, I've got to go, but that is gold, and I'll, I'll be in touch about... Um, uh, doing pick number two. Okay. Have a great skate tonight, and it's, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be the platform from which you announced um, the coping box. That is. Yeah, yeah, do that, man.
Yeah, that's wicked. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'll post this later on today, probably or tomorrow. So hit me up another time soon, but uh, tomorrow I'm jumping on that airplane. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. No dramas, Chris. Have a good night, man. Catch ya. Awesome. All right. Take it easy, everybody. See ya. Mad Beef Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch. Theme music by Edifice Architect. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, and get in touch with us on our Facebook page. Mad Beef is supported by Skater HQ. You can find them online at skaterhq.com.au. We are also supported by our growing number of Patreon patrons. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon. Even just $2 a month, every little bit helps.